This is the plaintiff. The foes. They say this isn't the movie they wanted. They say Ryan Johnson didn't do justice to the character of Luke Skywalker. That Canto Bite bites. And that Rose Tico can go fuck herself. They are accusing the defendant of ruining their childhood. This is the defendant. They say that the defendants are stuck in the past and that they need to let go and look forward to this new direction of Star Wars films. They are accused of being content that The Last Jedi is a first place failure. What you're about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in a civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here, in our forum, The Leftovers Court. Bonus episode, The Last Jedi, Friends vs. Foes. There's already like 7 million podcasts, talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat, we're the leftovers picking up the scraps. leftovers Hey, welcome to a pop culture leftovers bonus episode. Uh, this was kind of a spur of moment, spur of the moment thing. I was not planning on doing this episode, but uh, I think you got to strike while the iron's hot when it comes to Star Wars. And when people listen to our Star Wars: The Last Jedi episode, they really only got to hear one side of things: the side the, of people absolutely loving the film. Now, the film <laughs> came out, and it's very divisive, and it was actually divisive amongst uh, listeners from the uh, Leftover Army Facebook page, and so I wanted to get some other voices on here, because apparently people thought we were kind of biased, Jake. <laughs> You'll have that. I didn't even, we were so fresh after seeing the movie, I really didn't even know what was going on as far as how divisive this movie was. Oh, yet, I know, but that, uh, more people thought we should have had more representation, Jake. There should have been, we should yeah, have had, go ahead. We, I was, we don't know. We I don't know. know what everyone's going to think. I'm being sarcastic right yeah. now because we didn't know. It's like, I didn't know what your fucking rating was and I didn't know what Dan's rating was or what Matt's rating was, uh, but people still had a little hissy fit because they didn't get to hear their side. Somebody that didn't like the movie. So that's what I'm going to give them now. I'm going to give them <laughs> <laughs> feelings were definitely hurt. They I were. There was statement. absolutely. Oh my gosh. So I wanted to get some people on here uh, to give us their thoughts about how they, uh, how they felt about the movie. And so I actually have uh, three people on the podcast that were actually uh, foes. I, I'm calling this episode. So the last, um, the last Jedi friends or foes. We have friends of the movie and foes of the movie. So I have, uh, it's, I think it's four, four friends and three foes. I'm going to start off with our foes. Our first foe is uh, Greg. This is your second time, Greg Caliente. 
Yeah, I was on for 200, and now I was such an asshole on Facebook. Somehow you invited me back. Yeah, you were one of the first people that I asked, uh, and uh, you uh, answered the call. So thank you so much. You are a foe of the film. Uh, we also have Maria. Maria, you are here to talk about how much you did not enjoy the film. I cannot wait. <clears throat> and finally, uh, Jamal. Uh, Jamal, you are here to, uh, <laughs> to voice your displeasure of the film as well. Absolutely. Can't wait. All right. So, uh, of course, it's me and Jake. We are friends of the film, but we also are joined by, I don't even know how many times you've been on the, been on the podcast, uh, Jacob Harmon. I'm pretty sure it's over half a dozen at this point, I and I am so excited to be on this episode. You're like you're like our Alec Baldwin at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a recurring cast member. Yeah, you're like Alec Baldwin on SNL. You know, you just you always have you on PCL Five Timers Club. Exactly, you got the jacket and everything. So, uh, and then finally, uh, the Candalorians are represented. Jesse Candelori, welcome. Hey, how are you? This is your third time. <laughs> yeah, it's 100 and 200, and yeah. now this. And now, yeah, and now this. Now you've got to <laughs> defend You're defending something that you love. So, all right. I, I wanted to, uh, you know what? We're gonna, I'm gonna let us kind of like, <laughs> we've got seven people. So things can get a little out of hand. Um, you know, I could say like, you know, let's, let's keep it nice. Let's, let's be nice. But this is Star Wars, guys. It's, I mean, this is, you know, sometimes people say, oh, it's just a movie. And I'm thinking to myself, nah, it's fucking Star Wars is what it is. So, um, I'm going to start off. I know he's chomping at the bit to talk about it, but Greg, I want you to talk about some of your biggest, your problems with the movie. And then I'm going to have one of us kind of like, uh, give our thoughts on, on what you just said. So I have to admit, about a half hour ago, I sat down and I started just writing notes about what I didn't like about the movie. And I have a page and a half single spaced of reasons why I didn't like it. But just big picture, I think what really bothers me is this is supposed to be a saga film, right? So this is episode eight in a series. And when I watch this movie, it feels like there's no consistent vision or cohesiveness to whatever it is they're doing right now. And there's no master plan. I think Ryan Johnson actually came out and said there is no master plan. It felt like he just was completely uninterested in plot points that J.J. Abrams set up. I don't know if he just didn't know how to address them or if he wasn't interested in it and just said, fuck it, I'm going to do my own thing. But to me, if Ryan Johnson didn't want to continue the story that J.J. set up, he shouldn't have taken the job. So um, that's just kind of big picture why I hated the movie, though I've got a lot of little reasons why I didn't like it as well. All right. Anybody on the friend side want to kind of like rebut that? Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting what you say about, you know, what I don't I'm I'm fine with kind of the fly by the seat, fly by the seat of your pants storytelling that they're doing. I mean, I I don't really see a giant problem with that, like right this moment. Yeah, um, I don't like the problem when you plan everything out is then nothing becomes a surprise. Like we see that like in the MCU all the time. Like if we know what's coming ahead of time, like then, you know, people's you know, lives of the characters in the movies like don't really mean anything anymore because we know like, OK, well, this person survives or that person does this. And so, like, I don't know. It takes that element of surprise out for me. Greg, so you think that if you don't plan, if you go ahead and plan out. A coherent, you know, story that goes over several movies that you ruin the element of surprise. No, but I mean, I don't think that it was incoherent either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I disagree, hundred uh, percent. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean, if you, I don't know if you, that was just how how is the how is the movie an incoherent mess? Yeah. Well, first of all, let's let's put the blame maybe mostly on JJ because JJ set up this world like he did in Lost, and he puts in these things that are as Star Wars fans we're used to speculating and worrying over, like who are her parents? Uh, you know, what is going on? Um, you know, in in the galaxy or whatever. We're worried about these things and we write fan fiction and we have our own theories and then it all doesn't come to be true because he didn't share. Well, that's, that's your fault then Maria. I mean, to be quite honest with you, that's, that's fans fault. If they, if they put more expectations. No, I'm just saying that he didn't give Ryan enough information to not have Ryan go off on his own. Like, okay, well, whatever. I don't know. I'm I'm not going to carry these story threads because they don't, I don't know where he wanted him to go. Well, uh, do you want Ryan to just be a puppet when he directs a movie and writes a movie and just be like, hey, no, JJ, what I would you have me do? do? I'm going to chime in yes for that. I would like him to be a puppet. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Well, you, you would like – of course you would like him to be a puppet because you didn't like the movie, Greg. No, I liked all of his other movies though. I mean I, I – you know, I was shocked. I was shocked I hated it. But go ahead. Here's the thing. You know, I, I'm the oldest here. I'm pretty sure. I saw it when it was new. I loved it. I fell in love with the whole saga. The whole the lightsaber is sacrosanct to me. And the very first scene set the tone for my entire viewing thing when he threw it over his shoulder. That thing is sacred. You know, that's like an artifact from the, you know, the Holy Grail. And that's the respect he's going to show it. I don't think Luke would do that. I don't think Luke would have done anything that he does in this movie. I don't think he followed the uh, canon, if you want to call it that, of how Luke is as a person. You know, I, I just I, don't I, understand how this guy can go so off script and you all are buying into it as though that's what the greatest thing in the world that just happened to us. I, I think I don't it's understand how 30 story, years we didn't to be honest how 30 years we didn't see is canon. Like we we don't know what attitude and emotions have shifted in Luke since we've last seen him in Return of the Jedi. We've had nothing. We've seen a blip in Force Awakens and nothing else. Yeah. Um, plus, like. You know, the entire time that he's on um, Octu, you know, like he must be like, okay, I've, I'm doing it. I'm like, Jedi's done. Like, I made a mistake. Like, this is it, whatever, it's done. And then this kid shows up and is like, hey, I know about you. I found you. Like, you're supposed to be unfindable and I found you. Um, but now, like, she's completely ruining my plan. So, like, of course he's going to be like an asshole and just be like, try to get rid of her, like, because he's trying to do what he thinks is right. He, well, I mean, he lost his nephew to the dark side, who was entrusted to him by his sister. Now, you can talk about how much this is not your Luke, but on the flip side, I mean, Luke was all about family when we watched, you know, the original trilogy. He wanted to know more about his father, and then when he found out that he had a sister, I mean, it was like these were wonderful things. Now, what happened was like his family kind of fell apart here, and we kind of saw that, you know, um, within these movies. Now, I don't... You know, he's building up this Jedi school and doing all these other things in the interim. But I mean, the big, the catalyst that sets things in motion was the fact that right underneath his nose, Snoke manipulated his nephew, who was entrusted by his sister. And I mean, I don't know about you, but like, it's like losing a a child to drugs or something like that. And I feel like, you know, he kind of blamed himself and this movie proves that our heroes are not perfect. They're, they're infallible. So it's, it's, I, I don't, 
I can see that. Yeah, but this- you don't try to kill your child either, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you lose your child to drugs, I get it. You try to get him help. You don't take a, a lightsaber to his head. Well, it was that, a yeah, that split, was an split second. So, and they explain that in the movie. Yeah, go ahead, Jake. You're, you're saying exact same thing I'm saying. Yeah, it was just a split second. He was Luke was never going to kill Kylo Ren. That was never going to happen. He he explains, and you have to trust him. He instantly changed. You know, it was a momentary lapse. Uh, he saw all that evil, and just for a second, he knee jerk. But I think that I think that lapse is a betrayal of his character. I think exactly. I think of Luke I as an altruistic person, and I don't. Think he's, he's not. Like, he's I, not he perfect. He's not. I think super heroic Luke is super boring and super vanilla, and I want oh characters God. with shades of gray and faults. I mean, that's like that's why Game of Thrones is one of my favorite so shows. I don't. Yeah. For the last thirty years, you just haven't liked any Star Wars stuff, or forty years rather, uh, because he's super vanilla and he's super great and he doesn't do anything. Baloney. I haven't seen Luke for the, the last forty years. Is. You loved it because of the way he was in those movies, and he's not like this in those movies. You don't have to leave this. You don't have to watch the Star Wars films and be and come out of it and say, "Oh, Luke Skywalker's my favorite character." You can leave those films and be like, "Man, I fucking loved Han Solo. What a badass!" I mean, it you know, de- it depends on how you look at it. And I mean, it. So I, I of course, when you when you get done with Return of the Jedi, you you don't see that for Luke's future. But I think that watching what we saw in this movie made the character a lot more interesting and added some depth, and he's not perfect. I didn't say he was perfect. He's always been kind of a little whiny person anyway about, you know, I want to go to Tashi Station and do whatever. But he always seems to be able to learn from being the whiny thing. He always learns that, you know, okay... Well, that's what happened in this movie. This movie, Yoda sits... Well, hold on, hold on. Hey, 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 Yoda sits him down and says, we learn from our... We got to teach our young Padawans about our failures. And that's what he did here. He failed Kylo Ren. Yeah, and he doesn't have time. Like, after that happens, after that momentary lapse happens, he doesn't have time to do anything else because Kylo freaks out and blows everything up. Exactly. He doesn't have time to be like, oh, wait a minute, like, what... What just happened here? It was like all in oh, like, you know, 10 seconds of time. And then he isolates himself. Like how much more do you want him to take a, like a lesson for himself? Like he goes to a completely isolated place, doesn't tell anybody where he's going. He's been missing for how long? And like there's not, not much more he can do. To me, he's that's an extreme hey, 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 one at a time, one at a time, Greg. It's an ex- it's such a narcissistic and selfish thing for Luke to do to be like right. fuck all y'all. I mean, there's no look. It if, is. If he's he not feels perfect. like he, if he feels like he's the one who caused Kylo Ren to become Kylo Ren and does jack shit to try to turn them back, exactly. he gets all of his shit and he runs to an island like pardon my French, a little bitch, and hides there by himself while his best friend, by the way, is murdered by this guy. And oh yeah. His sister's in mortal danger, and he's been told all of this, and he sits there on an island with his thumb up his ass, breastfeeding off of a fucking anteater, without doing jack shit to save his friends. When we saw Han Solo and Princess Leia in the last movie, we got a sense of these characters that we hadn't seen for, you know, 34 years. When I see this Luke Skywalker, there's nothing that reminds me of that old Luke Skywalker. This is like Archie Bunker. It's like... How do we make a character that's not interesting because he's so he's so he's such a good guy 
and make it more interesting. But it's not true to the essence of the character they left us with 34 years ago. Do you guys right? not realize that even though he's on that island, he is doing something that is one of the most Jedi things ever? He's actually – I mean what's crazy about this is he's actually on this island and he's protecting those books, The Last Jedi Texts. We even see him running into the tree when he thinks that it's on fire after he was going to torch it. He's actually there protecting the Jedi texts and he doesn't want to admit it to himself. And he does a bang up job protecting those books too. I, I don't agree with that. But okay. I see where you, I see why you do, but I don't agree with that. I don't think you yeah. go for that. I think he just ran off like he always does and needs a good slapping. And then he gets back in the game. I and it's not, I'm sorry. It's it's not Ryan Johnson that ruined Luke Skywalker either. I mean, J.J. Abrams pretty much already set all this up. Like the foreshadowing is there. It's not like Luke was helping in the last movie. I, you yeah. know what? I, I kind of that he ran away. Not that he yeah. I kind of agree with that, Jake. But they could have said, "Look, he's on the island because he's lost his connection with the Force." And look, I'm not a I'm not a screenwriter, nor do I. Look, what they come up with is better than any shit I can. It's not a fanfic thing, but. Maybe he is there because he's got to reconnect with the Force so that he can be effective. I don't know. But it, to me, it just didn't ring true to the character. Maybe Kylo Ren truly did think he was dead and he thought he had to stay hidden. Otherwise, it would just – it would be that again and he wasn't going to fight Kylo Ren. He was completely disillusioned from the whole thing. So – but I get that. I, I It's – I get why people are so upset. I mean I – I can never relate with it, but I understand. I mean, Luke Skywalker is such a famous, popular character that to see him not be the heroic Luke that's, you know, interpreted on the original Star Wars poster with his, you know, chest bursting out and everything just seems to get people all riled up. Yeah, I, it I was, really enjoy. Yeah, I enjoy seeing a flawed character. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the take that I wanted going into the movie. But once I got it, I was like, OK, I can get into this. Like, I thought I thought I, I thought. Uh, you know, like the final scene at the end of the movie where he's, you know, going up against like, you know, the, the, the gorilla walkers and all that stuff. Like, you know, there's part of you that like really wishes that he was actually there. But like when they give you that twist that he's not actually there, that he was just stalling them. And I, I kind of love that too. I mean, I can, I can appreciate it. Um, I don't know, man. I hated that so much. Oh, I loved oh, it. Oh my God. <laughs> Why? Oh my God. There, there, no stakes. It's like nothing matters in this movie. So he does this Tupac hologram force projection. There's no stakes. Like if if Kylo Ren noticed that he was using yeah. the blue lightsaber that was destroyed, he'd know something was up and they wouldn't have enough time to escape. And then the, yeah, the rebels would be gone. The rebels would be wiped out. There's absolutely stakes. Huge stakes. Yeah, there's only like 10 of them left. <laughs> like, like they'd be Why all gone. That? Yeah, there's like Neen Num and Poe Dameron and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been more badass to see if, like, Luke was there and he was the one actually, you know, uh, you know, taking on those things head on versus hiding behind a projection. It just, what? I don't know, man. It, it didn't you seem. Get, hey, you've seen too many it's fucking John like, Wick movies, man. Transformers movie to me. To be fair, all right, one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. Uh, uh, Harmon, what are you saying? Yeah, like so. Assuming that Luke didn't go back with Rey when she left with the Falcon, how was Luke going to get back anyway? Because that T-65 X-Wing of his has been underwater for mm -hmm. God knows how long. It probably doesn't work. Like, there was no way for him to physically get off of that island unless he left with Rey, which he didn't. So he 
chose Which a much more heroic thing Harmon. and projected himself. He that could was have, the best that he could do, and it was fantastic. He could have been lifted up by Porgs and flown there. <laughs> Air, Air Porg one, right? <laughs> All right, hey, Jamal, Jamal, go ahead, and I want you to be able to finish your thoughts. Listen, I'm just saying, this whole thing feels like it really does feel like uh, episode eight buying time until episode nine because it oh. seemed like everything was in neutral. The, the the starship was in neutral. He's buying time for the resistance. It, nothing really mattered is all I'm saying. Jedi don't really matter. Ray's parentage doesn't matter. Snoke's background doesn't matter. The tree doesn't matter. Finn's plan doesn't. Nothing matters in this movie, man. That's interesting. Can, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Uh, one last word on the Luke projection stuff. Like, I don't... It doesn't really bother me that they, they went that route because it plays to Mark Hamill's strengths as an actor. Like, we weren't going to see Mark Hamill do epic lightsaber fights with anyone unless we were doing, like, CG Mark Hamill. And I definitely did not want to see that. So, like, the whole concept and idea really plays towards, like, what they did with the effects and what Mark Hamill could do. And I really appreciate stunt that. Double. Stunt double. You, that's an easy yeah. fix. Oh, that that no. stuff looks so silly. <laughs> I don't want to see Mark Hamill like flippity-dooing all over the place. Like no. I, I think what they did was perfect and very elegant. Yeah, plus, like, I mean, how much strength do you think that he has, like, at this point? Like, like physically strength, like, not Mark Hamill, but Luke. Like, how, like, he hasn't used the Force in in forever. Um, So, like, to get all the way there and then to use the Force and, like, do all the flippity-doo bullshit, like, that would take weight. Like, it's much smarter to trick them and in my opinion, much cooler that he Jedi mind tricks everybody. And when it's revealed, he's fucking floating. He's like sitting down floating. How do you not love that? Jesse, one of my, it's way more cool. One of my favorite parts is the fact like when he gets done, um, he looks at Kylo and he says, see you around kid, just like his father. And then he disappears. That's awesome. That was awesome. That line got major applause in the theater and it totally deserved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I bring up one point about the lightsaber real quick? So I totally get all the points. You know, he he's an older guy at this point. I think Mark Hamill's sixty three, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. So when you so Luke Skywalker is kind of like an iconic character, obviously, right? And when you think of who Luke Skywalker is, and when they brought back Star Wars, and when you read the articles that Star Wars was coming back, the first thing that you think of is Luke Skywalker. With a with a lightsaber, like I, I have two little kids, I bring them to the movie, and all they talked about for weeks leading up to it was, I can't wait to see Luke Skywalker get in a lightsaber fight. I get all the points that have been made, and I don't want to sound like, oh, it's not what the story I wrote in my head, though I admit it's a little bit of it. But when it, it, this is sort of like Superman Returns, and Superman never throws a punch. Like we got to see Luke Skywalker play fucking Limbo with Kylo Ren's lightsaber instead of a legit lightsaber fight. And you know what? We're never going to get one again because they killed him off at the end of the movie. And it just feels like this whole new trilogy was a giant cock tease because we're not getting any more Luke or in Leia. We're not getting to see Luke be a Jedi again. We got Luke being a crotchety old bastard for one movie and they fucking killed him off. So it just, to me, it's deeply <laughs> unsatisfying. And, um, you know, I, 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 I don't know what exactly... I don't know how satisfying it's going to see, be to see a fucking ghost from now on either, but. 
Yeah. I love your points, Greg. That kind of stuff almost makes me like it more, though. The, yeah. fact, yeah. that it, like, the fact that it disappointed kids and, like, disappointed people, like, that you're, like, arguing in my favor. So like that. I'm going to send you sat pictures of my kids, Jake. So. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I will look at them while I'm watching The Last Jedi. Well, what I, what I hear you guys saying is that the old stuff is boring and useless. The new no. stuff is all exciting. No. No, you're, not, you're, you know, you're twisting our words. Okay, please let me finish first. Well, you're twisting our words, and I'm not going to stand I'm for sorry. it. I don't mean to twist your words, but what I'm getting – my reaction is to the, your words is that you're, you're saying, well, this is exciting because things are changing. Things are new. Things are, but all the things that we respect and love about those heroes, uh, not, I'm not saying that he had his chest bursting and he needs to be, you know, that kind of hero, but it, it was out of the character. The things he did was out of the character that we know. How many, how, think about, I want you to think about how many surprises there were in the original trilogy. And even Ryan Johnson himself, being a fan, acknowledges this. He said the 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 one of the one of the hardest things to do in the in the original trilogy in Empire Strikes Back was to make this Darth Vader guy, this guy who we just hated, the villain, the hardest thing to make him do, the biggest twist was to make him a family member because now it makes things difficult. Now, now let's now let's jump ahead, you know, 30 40 years to the last Jedi. The easiest thing for Ryan Johnson to do would be to make Ray a solo, Ray a Skywalker, uh, Ray, you know, make her uh, a Kenobi. No, the the hardest thing for Ryan Johnson to do is to make her nobody. Uh, the easiest thing to do is to explain Snoke's origin. The hardest thing to do is say that this story is not about Snoke. He doesn't matter at all. And it's about Kylo Ren. And so Ryan – I don't think Ryan Johnson did anything that the other movies didn't do. He made hard choices, bold choices that I think make Star Wars new and invigorate Star Wars. I think that the movies that we had you know, 30 years ago, 30-plus years ago were like – so inventive for their time and there'll be there'll be nothing that'll do to pop culture what those original movies did but in order to 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 if it's it's the same thing if we just have like ray is a kenobi ray is a skywalker um luke luke saves the day um he did something different here something daring something bold and 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 people are shitting on it i and that's i i understand it you guys didn't get what you wanted but me personally, I walked out of this and was like, wow, he gave us that Empire Strikes Back, holy shit, fuck moment. And people are saying, no, uh-uh, I don't want that. And I, I, I thought it was awesome. So, Yeah, yeah, good stuff, care. Brian. I don't care about uh, where the Force abilities came in, Ray. I don't, that was not my issue. My issue is all about Luke and about actually about Princess Leia, too, and some of the stuff they did with her, the older characters. You know, I, I think it's awesome that the idea that the force could be, you know, anybody could have it. You know, I get that. I understand that. I understand why that's an important part. And I do, I really don't have a, an issue with Snoke. I didn't care where he came from. I figured he's one of these other, you know, idiots from the, you know, previous order or whatever. And he just rose to power like they all do in these things. So that didn't bother me. My things are the disrespect to the fans. I felt, now, whether or not you agree, I'm just going to say, I felt that it was disrespectful to us in the betrayal of what we believed about Luke. And I understand why he did it. I'm, I'm not so uh, rigid that I don't get why you guys feel that way. 
But what I don't understand is why everybody is crapping on us because we don't feel that way. No, I'm not crapping on you. I just don't agree with you. And like you're, yeah. you're, when when I could say you're crapping on us when when you say that we don't care about what happened in the past, right? Like I, I love the original trilogy. So I'm not trying to twist what you guys are saying and saying like, oh, because you don't like it, you're not real fans. That's bullshit. No, you love you love OG Luke and you want to see that you wanted to see that portrayed in this film and you didn't get that. And for that I feel I feel bad for you that you feel like you did not get what you wanted from this movie. Me personally, I, I think that the new direction was was fantastic. I think I think Luke Sitting down, I think at, uh, the payoff for me was Luke sitting down with Yoda and mm. Yoda basically spelling it out to him like, you oh know, like, you know, like, I don't I just thought it was just an like amazing dummy. <laughs> yeah. He just calling him dummy and calling him, calling him, you know, basically treating him like he's a young, he called him like a young one or something Yummy, like, yeah, or something yeah. Like and, and it, he's like in his sixties and like, of course, like Yoda's a thousand years old. And, right. but you know, and it's, it's like, and yeah, we're, I, this movie does a lot of things. I don't know if you guys had a problem with, let's talk about this. Did you guys have a problem with the, with let's call it force time with Ray and Kylo talking with one another through the force? Um, Jamal, did you have a problem with that? So something weird about it. Um, so Snoke was the one facilitating it, right? Yes. So why did he do it at a time where Kylo was naked? That Be- seemed very weird to me. I don't was think. He naked? No, he was. He had his shirt off. I I think that um, it's a lot of people are obsessing about that. They're obsessing <laughs> about that. Um, like, are the, you sure he didn't just like open the channel? And then they could do it whenever they wanted to. Snoke did. Yeah, if that I think, was I the think, case. Or was he was case, picking why, certain times? Spying on them the whole time, right? Sure. Snoke had been I think he's Sno- picking times. Snoke had did. Snoke oh. had done it, and I think Snoke. I don't. I don't know why. I, I think why is I is that Snoke is that a big issue? Good. Like for him to have a shirt. Like what if he was taking a shit? You know, I don't like. Uh. <laughs> You know, that'd be gross. <laughs> I think it's. Hey, Ray, can I talk to you in five minutes? <laughs> it just seemed really weird, man. Maybe that, I think Snoke was a perv. You no, know, that, that he had his shirt off. He just had his shirt off. It's not like it's not like he was he was tucking his dick between his legs and doing the Buffalo Bill dance. He just had his shirt off. Can I ask a question? Are yeah. you sure that Snoke was like listening in? Because I got the impression he opened the channel and they were just communicating because he wanted her to become sympathetic. Oh, you know, yeah, Snoke's that's a what lawyer. I thought too. Like, and then but they could I didn't know kind of. Snoke was listening. I didn't. That's a whole new take for me. I don't know. Yeah, Maria, I actually agree with you. I thought I thought that he opened the channel and then I I don't know. Like they just kind of like honed in on each other at certain times, and he was just like keeping his ears open. Like, uh, oh, hey, they're talking to each other. Okay, let me listen. I think it's like um, if Ryan Johnson's writing this script, he's probably saying to himself, I've got Ray on this isolated island for two thirds of the movie. But how do I continue to develop her relationship with Kylo Ren so that when we get that scene in the throne room, it's not like the first time they've seen each other since um, Starkiller Base. So they came up with this forced communication to somehow connect them without physically connecting them. So it's it's a little bit contrived. But honestly, I didn't I didn't mind it at all. 
Um, I don't really get too hung up on like what the force does and the more random shit the force does to me, it just proves it's like this mystical thing. It's not midichlorians. It just is what it is. And it's always changing. Could the, could this fact that he had his shirt off just kind of like prove that they, it was just way uh, another way. I know I keep talking about this, but like, is it just another way to prove like he, like he had nothing to do with it and she had nothing to do with it, that they were, it just happened when it wanted to happen. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's possible. I'm not sure. I think that's a big question as to whether or not Snoke was making it start and stop or if it was just happening at random times. I No, I'm talking about us as the viewing audience, so we didn't get so we wouldn't ask these stupid fucking questions. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's a movie and, and the girls want to see Adam Driver with his shirt off. What's the big exactly. deal about that? My Holy wife cow. is totally turned on by his man boobs, by the way. Yeah, most of these movies are nothing but eye candy for us guys. Can't the girls get Kylo Ren with his shirt off? Oh God, have you yeah, never yeah, seen? Have yeah. you never seen a yeah. Thor movie? All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can I talk about the the Force Link just practically for a minute? Sure. I, I really love it, honestly, and I I think it's really smart writing because when we get to that throne room scene and Kylo kills Snoke, yeah, both Ray and Kylo, I really buy into it. Like they both want each other to join them so bad, and like. I really buy into the drama of that scene, and I think that works so much because of all the Force Link stuff we've seen up into that. And it's like, fuck, man, Ray wants Kylo to join with her. Kylo wants Ray to join with him. That's some. They're like putting it all out there, and it's yeah. fucking crazy. That th- scene's fucking great. I love it too. I, the, the thing is, I, what I'm learning about this conversation as we're going along is like, I think the main problem that the the foes have is the portrayal of Luke. I don't think it's a lot of the other things that you see in this That's movie. Well, 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 let's, um, it's what not about, the only problem. I, I've, I heard a lot of people com- <laughs> I've heard a lot of people complain about the, um, like the Disneyfication of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like what, the jokey, what? the jokiness yeah, humor. of it. Oh, that was okay. Gonna, Did you guys have a problem with that? I didn't like the call thing. What century are they in again? I mean, really? Would he be on hold? Oh, hold on. No, 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 no. I want you. I want. Let's go back to the original trilogy when uh, <laughs> Princess Leia no. says, hey, no, listen, let me finish. Mm-hmm. Would it would it be a, sh- uh, should I get out and push now in what world in what world are you pushing a vehicle? It, that sounds like a car, right? So right. it's this, it's the same shit here. I don't understand the problem. I hated it for a completely different reason. So so we're talking specifically about Hux, right? Yeah. Yeah. OK. So right in the beginning of the movie, we get this comic relief that makes Hux into a complete buffoon, right? So in the last movie, he's this really chilling, like, Hitler youth fascist with this horrifying (laughs) speech in front of the masses. And they basically turned him in the first five minutes into, like, a Monty Python villain. And this is the number two guy in the entire First Order. So to me, he doesn't feel like a threat anymore. The entire First Order doesn't feel like a threat anymore because basically they've been turned into a bunch of silly sort of Disney villains led by this complete buffoon. And it also makes Kylo Ren feel less of a threat to me because why doesn't Kylo just smear this guy against a wall and get it done? So it did to me, it was a cheap joke that made Hux um, a worse character and actually made the entire First Order less of a threat. Uh, how many Huxes does Darth Vader kill in Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. Hux is lucky he got to be in the movie as much as he was. I, I was fine with Hux's portrayal. I didn't. I didn't mind Hux. I just thought the joke was a little weird. But you know, that isn't. Again, that's not where I'm at with this thing. I I thought some of the jokes were out of place. Uh, that's just me. 
Yeah, I mean, Han basically does goofy stuff on the intercom in A New Hope, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, that was really, and that was fine. And I, I can say, these, those aren't my big issues. Yeah, when he goes, boring conversation anyway, and shoots it, you know? I mean, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. We're fine here. How are you? <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of other things the haters seem that the, I do see a lot of people hating on the jokes and hey, jokey. Can I bring something up here real quick? Sure. I, and I haven't had I haven't heard anybody bring up this point. Um, they, they, we we heard before this movie came out, you know, the confidence that Disney executives had with Ryan Johnson that Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> loves this guy, um, and that uh, Disney, you know, I mean, we, they've signed him to a new trilogy, um, and. I'm not saying I buy into this theory. This is my theory that I don't even know if I buy into it. I'm curious to hear what Greg and, and Jake and Jamal and, and, and Maria, Jacob, what you guys have to hear uh, say about this. But um, I think that maybe the Disney executives loved this movie so much because it kind of took Star Wars away from Lucas. Now, what I mean by that is like – it sound it looks like you know that it's the end of the Lucas Star Wars stuff like they totally destroyed the lightsaber um they 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 destroyed Luke's lightsaber Luke is now dead um and it looks like you know the legacy characters are going to be pretty much gone except for like C3PO and R2D2 but they we've got our new characters like we've got BB8 we've got all these characters we love you know Ray Finn Poe um this movie felt like it kind of took it like the old away from Lucas and it handed it over to Disney and said, now star Wars is yours. D- am I making very sense? Yes. That is very, very Do you think that that's, do you think that that's already gone? No, hold on. Do you think that that's why Lucas? Uh, yeah. Do you think that that's why, um, Disney loves this movie so much before it had really even been presented to the public because it's kind of like, it's kind of like Ryan Johnson served up Star Wars to them, like sacrificed Star Wars, um, if that makes any sense. Do you it think that was a mandate, Brian? No, I, I don't. I think that's why they like it so much. <laughs> a happy accident for yes. Disney. Yes, I don't, think that that, I don't think that Kathleen Kennedy went to him and said, we want you to do this. I don't this. think there are any happy accidents with Disney. I think it might have been uh, set out that way from the beginning. You think it was a mandate? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, you know, I mean, very, very it makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. It's like you know, I never even looked at it from that angle because you know I don't think they like George much, right? I mean, he keeps trying to you know insert himself into well, not so much lately, but insert himself into well, I would have done it this way. I wanted to have the grandchildren be part of it, you know. You got you got no, you guys actually sound like Lucas in this podcast. To be quite honest well, with you, George <laughs> Lucas did call them white slavers too. Let's be. I mean, that was pretty. <laughs> Yeah, he well, did say that. I heard that. that his wife did a lot of the humanizing of the of the original trilogy, so I'm going to go with that idea. But anyway. Yeah, you know, honestly, I have a hard time accepting that just because it feels like if Disney is pushing to sort of move the old characters out of the movies, they're just turning away box office, which I just I have a hard time believing they would do. You would think they would want as much Luke and Leia as possible just to kind of keep those older fans bringing their kids, but... Yeah, that's a great point, Greg. I mean, the next movie is a Han Solo movie. Yes. So it does seem a little bit like a tinfoil hat theory to think that they would do that on purpose when they're trying to milk it for all it's worth, when they've got R2-D2 and C-3PO nodding and winking at us in Rogue One. Well, you gotta play, you gotta play the hits though, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you, 
you got to you got to try to but they they do want to move forward and i think that uh this movie definitely proved that they that they're ready to move forward and i think that disney was really happy with that because i think that that was i think that that was kind of like one of their goals is to they they want to be able to do this on their own and i think they do want to kick off those han solo luke skywalker training wheels and be able to like take star wars down their own direction and give it that that disney spin and i think that that's what this movie kind of did it is it disney is one of those uh when you go to disney world they want it to feel like it's for everyone and i felt like that's what this movie did like this movie was like the force is for everyone it's it's totally a disney film in that way yeah that's you know, it, that's it. Some of the things you brought up reminds me, did anybody else feel this way when watching scenes of Luke? He just, it was all dirty. I mean, like his hair was not, you know what I mean? His hair was kind of <laughs> maybe dirty. You know, he's sucking green milk from this thing. You know, I mean, he's just, it's like the whole ugliness of that life, you know, was emphasized. And I wonder now that you said that, if that was to influence any, you know, attitudes or opinions. Hey, Luke, now that you're dead, what are you going to do? I'm going to Disney World. And then they show <laughs> Force Ghost Luke going to Disney World. No, I get what you're saying. I yeah. wonder about that now. It depends on how much Luke we see in the next movie and how much of a defining force Luke becomes in future stories. I mean, Obi-Wan died in A New Hope, but continued to thrive as far as being a propelling force in the storytelling as far as Star Wars movies go. Right. So whether we've seen the end of Luke is, I really think, yet to be seen. I'm I'm talking more of the symbolism of this film. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about like all moving forward. I don't think that we'll ever see the day where we don't get R2D2 or C3PO or Chewbacca. I mean, I think that we're going to see these characters for a long time. Droids can be around forever, and Chewbacca is he's he's a very young Wookiee. So I mean. I'm not saying that they're going to get rid of all the legacy characters. Um, I mean, hell, you know, Neen Num survived this movie, you know, but they did. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Akbar's gone, man. And like they, it sounds like they have no plans to bring back Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Um, Can I ask like whose they, dick did Neem Num suck to be the one guy that keeps fucking surviving? <laughs> Dude, his, fa- he, his no. face, his face does look like a vagina. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Actually, I actually don't have a huge problem with them going in a different direction with the uh, with the episodes. It's the execution of this film that I have a problem with. Not staying true to the characters, having all these dead end uh, plots that were established in uh, Force Awakens just wind up being big nothing burgers in this movie. That's my biggest issue. How would you? Okay, so. So is it is it the fact that you know is it Ray's lineage is it is it Snoke's backstory I mean uh were those Ray's lineage Smoke, uh Snoke's backstory um uh, uh Phasma being hyped up for absolutely nothing Um by the way why didn't the rest of the stormtroopers have that armor why only her that's I think it's special. supposed to be like plating from one of Palpatine's barges from Naboo. It's, yeah. Of course, you have to buy one of the dictionaries to know that. That's how they get you. And there's a Phasma novel that you can read too. I, I think honestly, it's it's it's. She just looks cool. I mean, it. I think, it cool. and I I am going to go back and say something that maybe I've disputed in the past that I think she is kind of the Boba Fett because I, I, I think we've kind of built her up 
I think it's us as fans that have built her up and we saw all she did in these films. Like there might be more stories like in the novels and in the Phasma comics, but I mean, that's all she really was in these movies is can, what we can saw. I ask, is that a tradition that Star Wars should continue to keep up? Because I've heard that before. It's like, well, you know, we can we can be OK with not getting anything on Phasma because she's like Boba Fett. But that's not like when I think back to Boba Fett in the original trilogy, it's it's frustrating. It's like there was such a cool looking character. And I know that Lucas didn't know in the pre-internet era that people were so interested in him. But it was really clear. I mean, Phasma was on all of this marketing material. She was on the Lego boxes. It just seemed like she was a cool costume design, and they never figured out who the character was inside it. So, you know, why not just fuck it, kill her off? Where, no, where's the where's the outrage for Constable Zuvio, Greg? <laughs> I, I, Constable Zuvio figure, I would be pissed off. I own a Constable Zuvio figure, and 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 I I own the Black Series. Like, do you see me like holding up a pitchfork and signs saying "fuck you, Lucasfilm"? Where's my Constable Zuvio movie and Come scene? On. You can't be comparing Zuvio and Phasma now, are you? I'm just saying it's kind of like. We, I think, I think Phasma proved herself as a warrior in this movie, and there's still a lot of people that think that she might have survived that, that she's gonna come back and like, she's, she's gonna be, you know, she's gonna be burnt up and charred, but she's gonna come back because like, you know, she fell, but you know, uh, she fell into the fire, but she's wearing that Naboo plated armor and she could come back. Like, that's up to JJ now. If JJ wants to bring her back, JJ can bring her back. I mean, We've seen, we've, so I don't know. Yeah, because he did a bang up job the first time, right? Well, that's the easiest gig on earth for her. She shows up, she wears some cool stuff, she says a couple lines, and she gets paid. I'd be all over that. I, I, I don't know, Jake. Did, did, did I want to know what you think, Jake? Did like, did you feel like we got shorted with with Phasma at all, or, or at the end of the day, does it matter to you? I mean, it doesn't really matter that much to me. I'm not too up in the arms about the Phasma stuff. Um, I, I kind of like it now. I, I think it would be funny if it was a running gag now, if Phasma just showed up out of nowhere <laughs> just to get beat down in, like, another three- to four-minute scene again yeah. by Finn. So I, I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't rub me the wrong way. Right. I, I honestly really want to get back to the uh, Ray's lineage topic, and I, I'm dying to know where Greg stands on that shit. So I'll tell you, I, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've seen the movie twice. The first time I saw the movie, there are two times when I spoke out loud and my wife got mad at me. When they said Luke, uh, Ray's parents were nobody, I went, I said, you motherfuckers. I said it out loud and my wife said, <laughs> so here's the one, here's the one problem I have about, I had about it. Um, so, and this is sort of like a JJ Abrams thing, right? The mystery box. Why make something a mystery in the first place if the answer to it is sort of not necessarily satisfying? And here's what I mean by that. When we saw The Force Awakens, we knew that her her name was Rey. We did not know what her last name was. For some reason, she doesn't remember exactly who her family is. There's no real explanation for why she doesn't understand. We've seen in the previous seven movies that if you have The Force, or previous six, I'm sorry, that it tends to manifest when you're young. This manifested when she's, I don't know, about something like 19 years old. So it seems really clear to me that they were trying to set up some sort of mystery. Now, whether J.J. had an answer to that or not, honestly, I I don't know. Uh, So I found it really sort of frustrating. Um, The second time I saw it, when I sort of put that aside and I let the emotional weight of being called a nobody sink in, 
it was, I have to say, it was pretty impactful. It's one of the few things about the movie that doesn't really bother me. The one thing I can't escape, though, is why should I care about any future mysteries that Star Wars lays out for me? Because any little mystery they dangle, I could just say, you know what, another director could come down and say, I'm not interested in that. I'm just going to chuck it out. Yeah, so the mystery... Just- all that's just side dressing, Greg. I mean, like the the thrust of the story is will you know will peace come to the galaxy? Will these characters you know make it? Like the mysteries are just part of the journey. But they make it so much fun. This is what everybody. This is what people talk. <clears throat> I'm I'm not a redditor, but look how many people have been posting about Ray's lineage, and I know that's not Ryan Johnson's problem, but they have to make these answers satisfying to keep us engaged in the story. I mean, if this is the journey that we're on. For now, another, you know, another one movie and maybe another four for all we know, they have to give us they have to keep us guessing and they sort of undermine their own ability to do that for me. I can only speak for myself, but this was the most satisfying reveal for me. Like, I, I just it didn't bother me at all. But what I'm worried what I'm wanting to say is that, you know, they kind of set that precedent when they uh, revealed Darth Vader was his father. I mean, that was a cliffhanger episode. I mean, seriously, two years later, you're like, oh, my God. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! You know, so I mean, they, then why do of, that again? Why do it I know, again? I'm not saying they should have, but yeah. I'm saying that we were conditioned to sort of think, okay, this is going to be something deeper, or we're going to need to know more. <laughs> exactly. I, I was speculating that she was a Kenobi for like the longest time, and I think it's awesome the fact that like the movie kind of explains that like Luke cut himself off from the Force, so. And then Luke later on says, like, you know, just how, how vain am I to think if the Jedi die that the Force dies with us? And so when he cut himself off from the Force, the Force awakened. The Force awakened within Rey. And I think that that's so fucking awesome that, that, that the Force is not just – it's just – it doesn't live and die with the Skywalker name. And just because Luke, this this guy who we thought was like this perfect hero, shut it off and cut it off – it awoken within Ray. That's where the force awoke. And I, I, I don't know. I think that that's, I think that's pretty awesome. I'm glad that most of us are kind of in agreement that, uh, that that reveal was not what we were expecting. And it, you know, I, for me, I thought it was satisfying. And I was one of those people that was like, Oh, she's, she could be half Kenobi. She could be half Skywalker. She could be, she could be Luke's daughter and, 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 and Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter. And I'm, I mean, for two years, I'm saying this fucking bullshit. And then she yeah. says she's nobody, and I'm like, oh, fuck, my mind's blown, but I absolutely love it, and I accept it, so. What do you think about people that think that Kylo is, was a, that was a misdirect? I don't, don't those bad guys in those movies always tell the truth? Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson says, I do not know what J.J. is gonna do in his next movie, if he's gonna retcon that, but Ryan, and I'm paraphrasing, but Ryan Johnson said, in the moment, Kylo Ren believes that. He's not lying to her. He's telling her the truth. And that was a quote that he had, I believe, with uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, recently. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Kylo also told her, he's like, search your feelings. Yes. You know the truth. Yes. And I, when I took, like, when you looked at Ray when he said that, you could see her crying. You could see that she did, the way I took it, was that she knew for a long time that she was essentially a nobody. And she was searching for that answer like it was some sort of beacon of hope. When in all actuality, she knew she was just a person. She wasn't someone special. Yeah, I think there's also something to be said as well. If, if the message of this movie was, you know, it doesn't matter who you're, who you're related to, that anybody can be a hero and all of that good shit, to be like, 
Actually, now that we've thought about it, only people who are in the Skywalker or the Kenobi lineage can actually be heroes. That's just a really hard message. I don't see them doing a 180 on that. Yeah, it's just when you've got Kathleen Kennedy, you know, back when, you know, Disney first acquired Lucasfilm. She's saying stuff about like these films are about the Skywalker family. The saga films are about the Skywalker family. And so we remember those quotes. We remember her saying that. And so me going into this movie, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to get either Rey as a Kenobi or Rey as a Skywalker or Kylo Ren is we're going to get a Kylo Ren redemption story in this. And I'm not saying I'm not counting that out for the third film. But when when you know, that's those are things that us as Star Wars fans, we kind of expect. And I I I don't know. I I, I think that it's a very meta movie so much so that like Kylo Ren says, you know, bury the past, you know, you know, uh, kill it if you have to. Yeah. And, and I think he's kind of talking to us as fans and telling us. Whatever oh, yeah. you think you know about Star Wars, it's about to change a little bit. And I think, I think the change right now for some of us is really hard to kind of like let go of like what we expect from Star Wars and to kind of like, cause we don't know where this next film's gonna go. And I, 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 if I were to ask Jamal or Greg or Maria, I bet you guys are terrified where, where, where Star Wars is headed. Well, I, I, my, in my case, I'm just going to sit here and think about it because I'm like, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't have any idea. I mean, I, I can't see Kylo being redeemed. I mean, he's done enough now that I don't see that. And Vader, Vader killed him. younglings, slaughtered yeah, know, them. Kylo's kind of a, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not 100% thrilled with the idea that he could even turn. Who cares? But, you know, I know he's a supreme whatever, but he's such a child. I mean, a tantrum and all that. I don't, Kylo is actually my favorite part of this movie. I think yeah. he's, a good actor, he's probably too, isn't he? one of the most complex uh, villains in Star Wars history, probably second to Vader. Um, and I could brain. definitely see a redemption story there. I'm sorry. No, I could I, I, see I, them doing a redemption, but I really hope we don't get one. Greg. Yeah, that would be repeating history, I guess. Greg, what are you thinking? You know, it's funny. I, I I sort of have checked out of the business of trying to figure out what the next movie is going to be about. <laughs> and part of it is what I said earlier. It's that if they're just JJ's just going to make some shit up. So why should I? Why should I look for the past two movies to look oh, for little man. clues about where the story's going when? I'm not sure that JJ's going to do that. Greg Alenti is just waving the white flag oh. of surrender when it comes to Star Wars. You, you know, you're done fighting. You're like, I put down the gloves a long time ago, Brian. I'm out. I'm wearing a star, a fucking Darth Vader ugly Christmas sweater right now. I just want to, like, I'm still a hardcore Star Wars fan. I'm just not going to let myself get excited for this next movie. This one like ruined Christmas for me. Wow. That's exactly how I think are on the pro side because it's like, you know, now I can't expect anything because I don't know what he's going to do. And see, I like not being able to expect anything. Yeah. Like, I went in so blind to The Last Jedi. Like, I had seen one trailer. I didn't, you know, theorize a whole lot of stuff. I went in completely blind. Mm -hmm. And when I got as surprised as I did, it was a very pleasant surprise. And I hope that I'm even more surprised when whatever Black Diamond turns out to be called comes out. Yeah, yeah I... You know but to me, it's like expectations for I, I just I just want I want a good script. You know, it's not I don't I don't 
sit here like, oh, you know, I can't wait until the duel with Ray and Kylo at the end of episode nine, which we almost certainly are going to get, but maybe not. I just, I just want a story that makes sense where it feels like when they show us a scene in episode seven, it has weight and gravity and means something for episode nine. It's not just this, Whatever whim J.J. Abrams was on that the next director can chuck out. It's going against what you just said, though, like moments ago. You were basically just telling us like moments ago that like I just want them to shoehorn a Luke Skywalker lightsaber fight into the movie for my kids. Make it work. I did, I did say so that. That's true. A saber fight. I mean, it just it's beautiful to watch. We get you that in every that, movie. Though. We yeah, get it in every movie, though. Friend. Go ahead, Jesse. I got Return of the Jedi in 1080p. Yeah, I'm sorry. You got the battle with Kylo and Ren, and that was fucking awesome because we've yeah, never seen, we've never seen like um, characters like throwing lightsabers to each other and like anticipating what the other one is thinking and being able to like switch on and off and like play off of each other yeah. like that. I mean, that was amazing. But people, like, the, that ev- battle. Everybody's was- problem was that we didn't see two lightsabers clash with one another uh, in this movie. Yeah, well, whatever. Exactly. Like, my, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. That wasn't my problem with it. I didn't have any problems with the throne, throne room scene. I thought it was unbelievable that they were actually working together. I thought it was great. I watched it and I was like, wow. So before episode nine, when I go back and watch the movies to get myself psyched up for it, I'm probably just going to watch that throne room scene. That's the only scene in this entire movie I'm going to revisit. So I'm not going to I'm not going to necessarily shit on that one. Well, you know, no, I love that scene. The only thing it was it was telegraphed uh, Snoke's death. It was just a little too. okay. I know this is going to happen. Um, I had like, no doubt in my mind he wasn't going to kill Thank me. God, because if they didn't telegraph that, every fan out there would have stupid question upon <laughs> stupid question about like, well, what do you think really happened? Do you think Kylo was really, you know, I don't know. It just people, I think that it was perfect that we knew Kylo's intentions. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I thought that that scene was awesome. And I thought it was awesome that, that Snoke is basically like commentating about, you know, my, you know, my, my, my trainee or whatever the fuck, you know, I, he, I know his every thought. He's going to strike down his, you know, the whole time. Yeah, dude, you're totally in touch with his feelings, man, but they're not about her, dude. They're about you. And, and then. Oh man, if if <laughs> I want to see somebody make a cut of that, where like you know, like when the lightsaber like splits his abdomen and shit, and then it comes flying through the air and like Ray catches it. Yeah, I want to see somebody have like Jim Carrey from The Mask stand up and go Snoken. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would How about those uh, weapons the Praetorian Guard had? I mean, unbelievable! Like that one came apart in the middle of like two weapons. Now it's like, oh my god. That was like uh, the that was like the what was it the the uh, the traitor guard had like that um, right I forget what those are called those uh, riot the riot baton things. riot baton yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of like um, did you remember uh, 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 Phasma's executioner guards they had the those like axes too. They were yeah, gonna cut energy. off Rose. It's yeah, the most impractical fucking weapon, by the way, I've ever seen in my life. Just use a goddamn axe. <laughs> you're gonna seriously? Actually, you're gonna piss and moan about that? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, come on, that's, that's not even on my list. But I want to know: is, is the movie being like maybe fifteen to twenty minutes too long on your list? 
Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Half hour. Absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I agree with that complaint a little bit. The movie definitely could have been tighter. They could have cut um, down Canto Bite. That's true, yeah. I mean, I if I'm a Canto Bite could have went away. I was yeah. going to say, I feel like I, I can pretend to be a hater better than the haters here. I mean, no one's going to talk about Canto Bite. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Other than Luke, the shittiest part of this movie is Canto Bite. Yeah. I think that they, there should have been like a little side mission, but everything that happened at Canto Bite, that whole location and, you know, the Favier's, I think as far as like being cool designs, there was never a moment when they're writing the Favier's that I'm just like, man, this is awesome. Wow. Oh my God. Harry Potter though. I mean, instantly I thought of Harry Potter. I actually, I'm right there with you. I thought, I thought it was Uh silly and thought a little bit of Harry Potter too. (laughs) I've missed those animals. Oh my God. But not on Canto Bite. A friend of mine told me the other day, and I was trying to question whether or not this is right, that Canto Bite was the worst Star Wars subplot since the Camino clone storyline in episode two. And I thought this, and I said, well, I think he's exactly right. I can't think of a more boring, bland subplot than, than that one, but. Even Camino, you still got Obi-Wan versus Django at the end of it. Like, you definitely you got, got a something. payoff. First, they, so didn't even, it, they didn't even accomplish what they wanted, and then I think the I, only good part was meeting the kids. I mean, you know, seeing the little kid with the, you know, that takes care of the animals getting abused, and later on, you know, at the end. It so, all were, sense, but. were we supposed to get, so like the beginning of the movie, Finn is like, you know, I don't care about the resistance, I just want to find Ray, right? That's what right. I took of it. By the end of the movie, oh. he's flying into a miniaturized Death Star. So are we supposed to take that it was Rose's emotional speech in Canto Bite about income inequality that made Finn completely <laughs> change his... Like, what was the fucking point of that? Why, why didn't they just send Finn to go get groceries if they, had, if they needed oh, no. something for Finn to do with Rose? It just really didn't make sense to me. Finn and Rose were terrible in this movie. They had zero yeah. chemistry, in my opinion. And well, she's, you know, just that goody two shoes thing is like, oh, really? You know, you have to cut some corners here every now and then. You know? Well, I, the second time I watched it, I, I understood Rose's, like, her character more the second time. And just the fact mm-hmm. that I think she kind of like the love that she had for her sister because she couldn't protect her sister. She used that love to protect Finn. But, creepy. But, well, that's that's <laughs> all I got, man. That's all I got. I thought it was creepy too. And I, I, he's he's still you know character Ray. I don't know what's going on with. I mean, really, do Wait. you have to do all this love stuff? Wait, you thought you it, thought it was Rose totally... was being creepy towards Finn? She basically yeah. she she makes an unwelcome yeah. sexual advance to him at the end of the exactly. movie. Look, I talked. Yeah, to well, I mean, Ray at a college. And he said if anyone did that at the college, they would be on instant probation. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was, yeah, was I, I would have written her up. I'm in HR. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, for stopping my plan that I had, you know, I'd, I'd resigned myself to not that it was smart, but you know, I, my problem is that kiss wasn't earned. Like right. it, uh, see, it just came out of nowhere. It felt weird. It just, uh, it felt no, but not on her end. Though. She wanted yeah. to do it. Yeah. Not on her end. <laughs> on her end. It's totally legit. I don't think he wanted to kiss her at all. I think he was just standing there and she was like, Oh my God. Like, 
you know, you almost died and I saved you. So I'm going to kiss you now. And he's just like, uh, where's right? Like, no, you know, like, I don't think I it. missed something. Maybe I and then she passes out. So she's yeah. actually They have no chemistry. They have, they have nothing that shows attraction on either side. I don't care. I don't well, care. I feel like there's some deleted I scenes. Think. There's, de- there's gotta be, if I feel like More? there had to be some deleted scenes cause it doesn't feel earned. And maybe some of those scenes got deleted cause there's zero chemistry between those two characters in my opinion. Well, then opinion. don't put the kiss in the movie then. Yeah, I don't know. I de- I hey, I never defended the fucking kiss in our episode. I didn't I like the kiss. <laughs> I felt like I the kiss. I, don't, I, don't, I felt like I'll it should have been a kiss, kiss. on the – it should have been a kiss on the cheek. I felt like the kiss was bullshit. Uh, yes. Like half Thank alive. you. Like, you know, she's not aiming. It's not like she's like, oh, here's your cheek. Let me get – It's just like if a guy like, did I that. Know. Like, I don't know. Like, get off like, me. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, I, f- I felt like I saw it on her side, you know, just like kind of like, oh, my God, like you're Finn. Like, this is crazy. Like, we're doing this and like we're we're actually doing something. Mm-hmm. And like on his end, like he's just I don't know, like he yeah. he seems he a little less. <laughs> yeah, I know it does. It really does. Like it doesn't it. I'm making her sound like like a stalker, really. Yeah. Like, but you know what? Whatever. That's what I was thinking. If anyone's a stalker, it's more like Finn. Like he's well, yeah, just he obsessed is. with Ray. He is yeah, though. He's yeah. like, oh my god, at any cost, like I have to know where she is with this beacon. It's like, okay, just settle down. Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily dislike Finn, and I don't really dislike Rose. I just dislike what they had them doing. Well, you know, I just like the like nothing though. Like I don't I don't care like I like that mission. I like that it failed because it's like supposed to teach Poe like you shouldn't have just sent them out there for no re like without knowing the whole story. So like I I get that but I don't like the length of it was way too long. Like it was it should have been a they lot. They spent less so time. much time together and had zero chemistry in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah. It almost feels it feels like the filmmakers are confused about what to do with Finn now. So I loved Finn after episode seven and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if yes. if Finn's if Finn's big arc was I was a stormtrooper and I was brainwashed and now I found this person maybe, if not a cause that I sort of believe in, we've we've gotten that now. And where do we go? I haven't even expended one brain cell thinking about what Finn's going to do in the next movie just because I loved him after the the last movie. I'm just kind of ambivalent towards him now. I don't know if, like, they're going to send him to the hardware store or something like that or just come up with something. I think they should have let him die. Maybe they should have. I don't know. The greatest thing was that that he was a stormtrooper that gave it up. I mean, why didn't they go further with that idea? Now he's just like, he's just goofy. Well, yeah, I used to mop floors in the... You know, in the big, uh, you know, uh, nuclear power room or whatever. So I know everything about it. What? No, they just what? use him. They just use him That's anytime it? there's like some sort of like, uh, first order tech. He's the one who tells them about it. Right? Yeah. Kind of some low level first order. Exactly. Yeah. Know all of this. Exactly. Like, I don't, I just hey, I'm not defending it. I think I, I mentioned it because I think it's stupid <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know how they just set it out. It could have been great. I mean, it's Star Wars. You can it's you can pick it apart. It's a little bit Looney Tunes, and it kind of always. No, I just uh, Jake. I I loved I loved this movie. Don't get me wrong, but I also loved Finn in the first movie, and I feel like he was shortchanged. And I agree with Greg that they did no, not I, know yeah. they did not know what to do with his character in this movie, and I feel like that's a big problem. And that might be Ryan Johnson. So getting back to J.J. Abrams. Giving the character back to J.J. Abrams might be the best thing for Finn in episode nine. 
So yeah, I totally agree. And I said the same thing in our first episode. Like Finn was like came out as being one of my favorite characters. And yeah, it was just a big ooh, a big fumble here for episode eight with Finn. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I I just I and I think like the fact that she was that that they used Rose to just kind of like go on his little journey with him and and like oh my sister died and and I mean it worked for me a little bit more upon my second viewing but I, I need I need more from that character of Rose too I do you know it should be had, when you go to see it the first time you should just automatically get the ticket for the next time because you need a second viewing of that movie I saw it back to back that same night I was gonna say that first yeah. viewing was like what did I just see I mean I couldn't I went home I felt like the picture of Dan you know that <laughs> he didn't think he meant I was like I don't even know what happened you know and then to go back it, and like, it makes a little bit more sense on the second viewing and I, I haven't seen it three but I'm gonna go again but it sounds like you love it. You're getting ready to give it like fifty bucks. Um, no, I don't love it. I, I'm a senior. Hey, I get the five dollar deal, you know, and I get me some free popcorn on Tuesday. So watch out. So acting acting is subjective, but does anyone else? I, I just um, I almost feel awful saying it. I just did not appreciate Kelly Marie Tran's performance as Rose either. I didn't it just, like it either. It just felt like it was very much like. I'm emotionally wound up and shocked at where I am and what I'm doing. And that's all we got the entire plot. There was just no, there was no variation in how she was presenting the role. Did anyone? Oh man. No, the part when she like pulled the, uh, uh, what was it? The, uh, saddle off the father air and said, yeah. now it's worth it. That I was, yeah. I was in tears. <laughs> I thought Rose seriously was though, like <laughs> Rose is probably my favorite new character out of this movie. Really, uh, and oh. like I love her character arc. Um, I'm reading like a, a book about Rose right now, and it really expands upon her character and answers some of the the motivations for her choices. Shouldn't have to and read I, a book, though, man. You shouldn't have to you read a book, have though. To. I agree with you totally. Agreed. And that same thing could be said about Phasma, though. Yeah. And I think that's just uh, an issue with Star Wars as a whole, where there's so many awesome ancillary characters. Yeah, it's actually one of the things I like about Star Wars is all the ancillary characters. I'm just saying, for the people that paid for the ticket to go see the movie, I won't blame them when they walk out of the theater and say, eh, didn't really care for Rose. No, me neither. Me neither. I won't blame them either, but I thoroughly enjoyed her performance. I thought she was a, a pretty good actor, and I liked her character as a whole. I liked how she was so connected to these animals, which is something that if you didn't read the book, you wouldn't understand as much. But I still related to it and thought it was really great. Why am I not surprised that Jacob Harmon's favorite character is Rose? <laughs> well, how about uh, the new Admiral? What did you think of her? Oh, Holdo? Admiral. Holdo was fine. Holdo. I loved Holdo. I love Holdo, too. I can't stand Laura Dern, but I did like her as that Admiral. She did good. Yeah, I really thought Poe was being a big jerk at the beginning. Since when like, does he get was. to question Admiral? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's a captain, right? Or a commander, I guess he was. Then he got demoted real quick. But really? Do they have to explain to you what they're doing? Just do it. Yeah, I agree. I've seen a lot of people complain about why Why didn't Holdo just tell them where they were going? It's like, well, there's a lot of different reasons. I mean, there's not very many rebels left, and anyone could be a freaking mole at this point, and it's a need-to-know basis. That planet could save your life. You yeah, made it, a lot of decisions that were stupid in this movie. Poe did, but I, I, I assume it's to show his growth. I get that. 
but it's just like after a while, you're like, really? You killed everybody in this bomb raid thing, just about, on our side. You know, did it? was that worth it? Yeah, Maria, I struggled with that a bit, too. It almost felt like we should have just had at least a second where Poe showed some sort of humanity for all the people that he got killed. And not only that, but Mm. then he's staging a mutiny. It's kind of like I I have to think that if this wasn't a main character with a little bit of like plot armor on, they just would have blown him out the airlock and been done with him. (laughs) Yeah. All that shit. (laughs) Yeah. But by the end of it. Holdo's yeah. like, oh my god, that rascal. He's a good- <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Woo. I, I she's like, I like him. I'm like, why? Right. Yeah. Why don't you just pop a laser blast in his head and be done with him? For, for he got all your bombers killed <laughs> and staged a mutiny for God's sake. All all of the equipment, all the people. I mean, you know. Yeah, but does um. So at the end of Force Awakens, doesn't doesn't he do something that like? Like, doesn't he turn, like, the planes around or something and it ends up saving the day? Is that what happens? At the end of this one or the Force no, Awakens? No, no, the Force Awakens. Well, he was kind of the main guy who blew up Starkiller. Yeah, but what didn't he, like, defy orders in order to do that? I don't know. Cause if he, uh, I don't I, remember I think, that being the case. I th- I thought he did. Like I thought, like he like was like they were like, no, 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 pull back, and he yeah, does something, and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like no, didn't that was this movie. It was just so I don't know. I thought I remembered him doing something like that. So I mean, that at least would make sense. Where you know it's worked for him before, so he'll just keep doing it until it doesn't work. You don't I mean, remember that's, that that's scene of of Leia yelling, Maverick. Was that after the volleyball scene? I'm trying that's to remember. What, that's what I was thinking of. There you go. You uh, Kylo Ren. That's why Kylo didn't have a That's why Kylo was topless. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I heard, if you listen really closely, you'll hear the song playing with the boys in the background. It's very, very tight, but it's there. Hmm. What was really messed up about that scene, though, is like after it was all done and Kylo wipes the water from his hand, a lot of people were. Saying that that was like a, oh. yeah. Oh, don't go there. I'm no. saying, hey, I didn't. Reddit did. Okay, <laughs> it's all over Reddit. Oh, God. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. yeah wow. I I was just trying to show that he was sweaty when he did that. It took me two viewings to be like, oh, that's water. It's the the rain that was coming down when Ray was outside of the the Falcon on Octu and it was raining, and. Yeah, it's one Everything of those. You're saying I'm thinking I'm dirty. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, it's just like it's like you know, some people think that there's some unnecessary scenes in Star Wars, like the the Luke drinking the milk scene. That's unnecessary. Oh. I don't need to see no sea cow nipples. And it's like that it, that scene was just showing you like what Luke does on his daily routine. He doesn't always drink it straight there and and, and drink it like that. He just did it to disgust her. And then like. But the same thing goes for like later on in the movie when we see Ray for the first time, like seeing Rain for the first time. There's just a little scene there. It's like, why did they throw that in there of her like catching the raindrops in her hand? She's lived on Jakku on the desert. She's never seen rain before. I mean, Star Wars just throws in these scenes that people sometimes think are like, why is that there? We don't need that. And then upon like reflection, you're like, oh, wow. That's actually a really cool scene of Ray actually seeing rain for the first time. Or that's just Luke not wanting to be bothered by this girl telling her to fuck off in so many ways. 
So, yeah, or like, wow, check out Adam Driver's nice nipples. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, I thought that that scene, though. I mean, it makes it more intimate between yeah. him and Ray, and it just makes it all the more personal when the decision time comes later on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good stuff. So here, not not to browbeat a path we've kind of already been on, but you can. There are these little moments where they can sort of tell us a lot about a character. Couldn't they have given us like a one line or fifteen seconds from Snoke just to shut everyone the fuck up about who he was? Oh god! Just to have no. to be like, oh, I've been waiting no. all this time for blah 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 blah. And, no, you know, just just something. Oh, I'm like, so glad that they didn't. Fuck Snoke. Fuck Snoke's backs. I don't care. I don't. I could care less yeah, where this guy comes matter. from. It doesn't matter. It never you matters. You want him in Senate meetings? Like, is that what you want? Like, I know what I do want. Senate meetings. <laughs> no, it's like before, like a statute issue. How long did it take us to figure <laughs> out? Who, you, we didn't get the emperor's passed until sixteen years like, later. Do you want him yeah. in like, school, like learning the force? Like, is that? Well, like- let me ask an unfair question. <laughs> if if this was a Marvel movie instead of a Star Wars movie, would anyone feel differently about Snoke? We'd already no, read a comic he, about no, him. He'd be dead in the last movie. I didn't care about it. <laughs> we would have we would have already read a comic book about him and known about his history. This is a brand yeah. new character, so it's I I, I don't we're, we're going to find out. It's not like they know that people want to know about Snoke, so they'll either be a novel about Snoke or there'll be a comic book about Snoke or we'll have another movie years from now that takes place in the past and the main villain will be Supreme Leader Snoke and then everybody's going to be saying well I don't care about this movie because I know he already survives this film (laughs) and everybody's going to be like yeah there's there's no consequences because I already know Snoke survives this film because Kylo Ren kills him in his throne room Here's the problem that I think Disney can get themselves in, though. So if it's always like, all right, you know, we're going to set up these characters and give them these little moments and then, you know, go by the book or the comic book. People like like my brother-in-law, for example, he likes he really likes Star Wars. He'll go see the movies, but he's not going to pick up a fucking book like he just hates that shit. They go to the movies to get the full story. It's like that's what you pay the ticket for. So I just think Disney has to be really careful that they go, don't go to that well too much, or they're going to find themselves in some trouble. I, you know, Snoke isn't the full story. Thank though. you. He's just like yeah. a character. Yeah. I'm losing. Yeah, I'm losing sleep. I'm losing sleep guy. over I not mean, knowing who Snoke is. I can't. But don't you think, like, if we knew just a, and I'm not saying a lot, but if we knew just like a little bit about what his motivations were, that that scene would have been a little more impactful. Yeah, probably like, not, because I didn't know anything about the Emperor. I didn't know anything about the well, Emperor by the end so, of the Return. A Jedi. He's just evil. So, He's a bad guy. What else do you need to know? He's evil. The, when you first saw the Emperor, had you seen the previous fifty years of galactic history and five other movies? No, that's that's no. the whole point. Yeah, you've just kind of made my point for me. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, pretty much. But it brings up all, you have this old man who's the most powerful Force user we've ever seen that comes virtually out of nowhere, but had no role to play in any of the previous movies that we've seen. When he probably was, I just think it raises a lot of questions that people will naturally have. So if they had just given us one line, just one thing about who he was and where he had been. It would have probably settled everybody down. Yeah. But now it's like, hey, why not just in the next couple of films just have some other random douchebag Greg, strong Greg, come out of Greg, 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 if, if that's what happens, I will be disappointed. Like if it yeah. is just like a succession of just random mystery douchebags, then yes, I agree with you. The whole Snoke thing was bad. But if, if that's not the case, 
then this was a great move. And, it, and we, it's kind of like he's a little too similar to the Emperor to, for them just to get away with that random douchebag thing, too. You know, he's an old man who's kind of crusty and wrinkled and has these random injuries that we don't know anything about. So I don't know. It just seems cheap to me. But I'm uh, having faith that that's not what's going to happen here. Yeah. If it is, you owe me five bucks. <laughs> oh, we're All right. I just, feel, I, I just feel like, you know, like the original trilogy, we didn't know anything about the Emperor. And then when we finally got the the prequels, then everybody's like bitching about those. And it's like I, the mystery yeah. was part of – I like the mystery. I don't give a I, – I never really cared about who Snoke was. I always would say, why can't Snoke be Snoke? Why can't Snoke yeah. be Snoke? Everybody else was trying to say like, okay, Snoke – Oh, could Snoke be this classic character? Could Snoke be Ezra? Could could Snoke be Darth Vader? You know, and like like all oh, the 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 split in his head matches up with I don't know this. Who you're listening to, but they got weird voices. <laughs> I like the I like the Jar Jar theory. I'm I'm very upset that Snoke is not Jar Jar. <laughs> so, not hashtag not my Snoke. I don't know. I just just Snoke is Snoke. Snoke is Snoke, and deal with it. I I hope fanboys never find out who this fucking asshole is. <laughs> no yeah. Marvel comic. No, no comic. Copy. No novel. People just have to stay up at night worrying about who Snoke is. Oh, I gotta know everything. <laughs> gotta fucking grow a dick. <laughs> grow a fucking dick me, okay. Jesus I'm, I'm just saying wait a minute alright here look so uh, just for the record <laughs> yeah I think they don't I, I think the problem is if they they can't give us a ton of like explanation of who Snoke is because it would have slowed the movie down which is what Ryan Johnson said I don't even care about a line He's if a, this was some like Transformers yeah. movie though wouldn't we be shitting what? on the, the awful like head villain who we have no explanation for who he that's is that's all they no, do is no, give us explanation no, the head yes. villain isn't Snoke that's the whole point the head that's all they, villain is Kylo that's all they do in those Transformers movies is give us explanation that makes no sense they give us but this whole Kylo... fucking bullshit backstory about the Knights of Templar and the Decepticons <laughs> and then this fucking <laughs> MacGuffin and then by the end of it we don't our heads are fucking spinning and we've learned nothing so by the at the end of this movie when Snoke was Snoke I was fine with it I don't need a goddamn sentence to understand that this guy was evil and that his story didn't fucking matter I fucking sentence and I'm not backing off this shit we're just going to agree to disagree. I want my sentence. Absolutely. Uh, no. Yeah, like Bill Murray. Not it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. No one's matter. asking for a Snoke no, it biography. Matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, no, no, no. Matter. I'm hearing I'm hearing a fucking Snoke Netflix special. I want, uh, I want Snoke on fucking... Yeah. I want a Snoke interview on fucking Jimmy Kimmel. I want, you know, oh, my God. I want a Snoke autobiography. With Snoke. <laughs> Snoke, where has he been? <laughs> where is he now? <laughs> Lifestyles are rich and famous this time. Er, Fifteen things you didn't know about Snoke. Yeah. I want to see cribs. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my throne room. This is where I got killed. <laughs> this is one half of me. This is the other half of me. Yeah. That throne room was pimped out, though. So, yeah, that, that nice, probably yeah. worked. I, you know, the red on the walls, those are like <laughs> drapes because, like, they get set on fire. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Hey, were we supposed to take that those Praetorian guards are the Knights of Ren or that they were the old students or is that just things people are kind of Oh, God. That's another question that people will be asking, won't it? I'll never know. What happened to the Knights of Ren? Oh, God. Here we go. The Knights of Ren? Ryan Johnson didn't give a fuck about that either, so he just didn't address it. Here's what I don't get. Okay, (laughs) they cut cut the freaking guy in half and then these guys are going to defend what? You know, these guards go after Kylo and her. It's like, 
why? Why don't you just go, oh, well, boss is dead, so I guess we're off, you know. Perfect. Oh, that would have been, that would have been a fun scene. Boss. Exactly. <laughs> that would have been a great scene. All right. Yeah, I would have rather seen that than the amazing fight we saw. Just, just, just some, just some, just some guards comply. Oh, okay, cool. We got a new boss. What do you have us do, sir? Looks like we have an extra break. They take their punch bars, they punch out for the day. They're like, well, I guess. Right. Let's go punch out. Let's go see a movie. I'm like he could be put back together. I thought maybe they would do that. Actually, I've had a moment there where they kind of zeroed in. Oh God! No! Now we're gonna now we're gonna get the uh, the the Snoke is uh, Snoke is Humpty Dumpty theories. Jesus! (laughs) They can rebuild him, make him better. And all the Praetorian guards and all the Praetorian men couldn't put Humpty (laughs) Snoke back together again. (laughs) Wait a second. Let me get out the Elmers. Hold on. (laughs) Take a great big bottle. No, I, I. I don't know. Fuck Snoke. That's <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I bet. I bet Snoke's son is going to show up pissed off in episode nine. <laughs> Snoke Junior. Yeah. Snoke Junior played by Andy Serkis. <laughs> yeah, he looked just like the other Snoke, but you know, just younger, just smaller. Yeah. <laughs> mini, yeah, I called him Mini Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> Mindy Snoke. <laughs> oh, that'll be great. And we will we will learn nothing about his history. Yeah, we'll, we'll, no, learn, you know, we'll learn everything. About no, he's he's gonna say he's gonna go, and I'm gonna tell you everything about my father, and then get stabbed in the back by Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then at the end of that scene, it'll say directed by Ryan Johnson. Oh man, maybe Ryan Johnson's trilogy is just going to be all Snoke backstory. Oh God, help us! <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh God! I want him to just drive that story into the goddamn ground too, right? Want like, to know about this? Here you go. To, yeah. Oh, you want to know about Snoke? Here's more Snoke than you ever deserved. Just like, I mean, just like, just like, you know, there's moments where it's just like Snoke reading old Sith books and you just got to sit there and you got to watch him just turn pages and you get Snoke's first date. Snoke's first date. Oh man. Sign me up. Snoke having a bad drive through experience. (laughs) No, I said surprise. surprise. Snoke Snoke trying to use Skype for the first time. I feel like that might have been directed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can oh. say I use FaceTime. I'm an Apple person. What am I going to oh do? All right. Let's end this. I think I've pissed off Greg. And um... <laughs> No, I'm not pissed off. Now, wait a minute. We can't end this quite yet. How, so, how, yeah, we didn't, we didn't even talk about the shit being in neutral. Jesus Christ. Well, All right. Go ahead. You guys, you guys, you guys finish it off. What happened in that scene? I don't understand that at all. I know she doesn't get to show she uses the force much, but that seemed like a weird time to bring it up. Are you talking about uh, Leia? Yeah, when she is a weird time to bring it up when she's about to die. Huh? It's a, you, you're saying a weird time to bring up the force to use her force powers is when she's going to die. Yeah, I think that's kind of. I think that's kind of. I think it's kind of a good time to use it. Maybe. Well, yeah. yeah, it's a complete instinct. 
Wow. If you're only going to use the force one time this year. (laughs) Yeah. Might as well. Might as well use it right when you're going to die. When you're out in the middle of outer space. <laughs> I wish he'd picked a different pose for her. Let's just say that. because it I agree with Kind of silly. Yeah, she I did look, she looked completely. silly as fuck. She did. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for her that she's still alive, but you know what I mean? It was like, oh my God. Yeah. Mary yeah. Poppins. Jake, you were right, though. I mean, John Williams' score there was beautiful. I, I remember sitting there thinking, this is kind of ridiculous, but man, is this kind of a touching moment in a weird way just because of the score. It was amazing. Uh, it's like the first time hearing those two themes like combine in a melody together. It's just like, okay, I don't care what's happening in front of me. <laughs> no, it worked for so. me. Like, you know, I was, I was tearing up, but I think the pose did look dumb. I mean, she looked like she was just like, the only thing she was missing was like a, a, a wand and saying bippity boppity boo. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can definitely yeah, concede to that. You know, I, I loved what happened, but it definitely could have looked better. Yeah. <laughs> Bippity boppity boo. That would have been hysterical. <laughs> Disney princesses go to space. Mm-hmm. What about Porgs, <laughs> haters? I thought all the haters were going to go on and on about Porgs. I don't like them. I had no problem with them, honestly. You know, they're, they're there, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I think it was just the right mix. Like, they didn't they, get in the way. No there weren't too many yeah, of them. Right, exactly. They didn't get in the way. I, it was fine. Yeah, yeah I thought they were going to be so much more annoying. Your, your kids didn't get Luke, but they got Porgs. You know, it's funny. The first yeah. time I, st- I showed that trailer to my kid who's five, who loves Star Wars, as soon as that little motherfucker was on the screen, he's like, Daddy, what is that? Can we have, is that real? Can we have it? <laughs> oh, no, is it real? It's, it's like they're selling crack. I swear to God, they just know how to get to them. <laughs> well, that's observation for me is like, did you love the way Crate looked? I mean, that that red. Oh my god, that's so beautiful. That red under the water. Yeah, it was it was amazing, yeah. It was really Everybody crazy. was so upset about that one scene where the guy like tastes the planet and says yeah. it's salt. And I like Why? they had to do it because if they didn't, everybody would be saying, Oh, another fucking ice planet in Star Wars. Well, I mean I like the guy the guy next to us thought that he was like that the guy was bleeding. He's like, Oh, he bleeding. Like that's like what he said in the theater. So I guess some people didn't realize it was salt. I just want to see that guy on Jakku tasting the sand and going, it's sand. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank yeah, you. That guy on every sure. planet from now on. Yeah. What's up? Vader's home planet again. Mustafar. <laughs> it's lava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That looks like a cherry place to live. <laughs> Why did why did Holdo have to die though? Did they not have autopilot? She met, she it was a throwaway line. She said somebody has to stay back, and so it doesn't sound like they had autopilot. Um, and if well, if if, if really? you do have auto, hold on. If they do have autopilot, it doesn't sound like autopilot could plot a course for hyperspace to stop right inside of that star destroyer. So. I'm doing a lot of guessing here. I don't know 100%, but that's all I got. Well, I looked. Yeah. I saw the movie yeah, Speed, and they all right, we're all talking over like a thing each on other. the accelerator. You know. Sorry. I think at one point she said something to indicate that, like, she needed to stay so that they didn't know the ship was abandoned. Yes, yeah, she did say that oh, yeah. too. Because like Still giving they, off that life sign signature. How that awesome makes sense. That silence when it went. Right, but can you can can you like point the ship? Get a escape pod ready 
and then fire it up and then escape right before it takes off. Like it, it seemed yeah. like yeah, listen, to, listen to Vice Admiral Jamal over here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I she her. was willing to die to leave that murdering narcissist Poe in charge of the resistance. She knew that she would be okay. <laughs> I just like the absolute silence, and then the sound came. Hey, I've never seen it. Greg, like Greg, she should have been like, "Hey, Poe, I got a mission for you." <laughs> <laughs> hey, gung ho boy. <laughs> You wanna, you wanna ride this, you wanna be the owner of the ship or the commander of the ship? Here you go. No, you're fucking, you're itching for something to do, aren't you? Here you, you wanna be a hero? Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, here you go, Billy, don't be a hero. <laughs> oh man, that would really mess his hair up after that one. You would I don't dead. know. I do have a problem with that scene, but okay, because I do think if this is the first time that's ever been used in a battle, now, you can't do away with that in the Star Wars universe. Now, you guys can try to, like, argue with me here, but I feel like now that this has been done, this is something that can happen in future movies. Like, why can't they just have kamikaze pilots blowing blowing up Star Destroyers with, with large ships now? Like, this is Money. a... I'm surprised, they can. I'm surprised that's the first time it was thought of, to be honest with you. Exactly. Wasn't it done in Rebels, though? Or talked about in Rebels? Yeah. Or am I losing my mind here? I think you're right. I think you're right. And money is the interesting answer. You would need to create vessels that were made specifically for that task. Exactly. And they're, the alliance is running, or the resistance is running up on pretty tight funds. Like, they don't have that many ships left. I mean, they're out of bombers, so they couldn't just have a bomber go in and drop a whole load in the ship. Like, finances are tight. So we got a uh, resistance GoFundMe, is what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Harmon makes a great point. I mean, they're not winning the war by taking the rest of their ships and slamming them against star destroyers. I'm just saying. No, this, I mean, this, if you can't. Now that that now that that scene is brought into canon, if we are ever Jake, what I'm saying is, we, if we are ever in another space battle and we are faced with another star destroyer and we do have another rebel ship like that, we're all thinking it. Yeah, why, and I'm sure why didn't they just do that? Smart enough. Like, I'm sure something will happen, and at that point, the First Order will have a way to, you know, protect themselves from it. Like, you'd think they'd learn their lesson. They just move, like, ten feet up, and the ship just flies right away. Yeah, exactly. I just, I honestly, I think it, I, I think that scene, for as awesome as it was visually on screen... I think it did. It, I think it did create a lot of problems that we're gonna that that they're gonna have to answer in future movies. That yeah, I don't. I, I don't disagree. It definitely opened up the wormhole. Yes. And I hope. It, hopefully, they're not problems, though. Hopefully, you know what is maybe a problem becomes something else that's really cool. I guess that's, I just don't want every fucking movie them to have to explain why they didn't do that or why. You know, I don't know. I because I, I can see fanboys now saying, "Remember when Holdo did it? Why didn't they just do that?" So. Yeah, I think it's like the same line of thinking. Like after the first Death Star blew up, well, they'll never build one of those again. You know, it's it's hard to. <laughs> yeah, this is, I, I've I've always like I, I defend Death Stars because that's the, the military. Just because you blow up one tank doesn't mean that you know the army's going to stop making tanks. Like they work. And the Death Star, when it's at fully operational, it blows up planets. It's a it it works. So 
you know, I, I do think that there is a design flaw, though, that maybe they should, like, you know, cover up the – maybe <laughs> there should be a shield over that one, you know, hole on the Death Star that if you just shoot it just in the right spot, it blows the whole fucking thing up. You know, well, yeah, don't have it designed by a guy you're holding hostage is the key. <laughs> yeah, well, it only took them 30-plus years to figure that out, um, that, that that's, what the, that's what it was. But, you know, it, I guess. And even in this movie, we saw, like, the Dreadnought had, like, that it had its own little belly button that if you drop a bunch of bombs into, it blows up. So, so basically all the engineers like in it. the universe are, you know, need some extra education. In the future, I get it. Jake, I'm not saying that you don't that you have to hate it for those reasons. I'm just saying like this is this is dumb shit that Star Wars fans bitch about. If they're not bitching about that, they're saying where did Snoke come from? So you know, <laughs> uh, I, I just I, when physics becomes drawn into Star Wars too much, I just kind of roll my eyes. Me a too. Bit. It's fantasy. It's not science. It's I don't give a fuck what Neil deGrasse Tyson has to say about <laughs> Star Wars because no. uh, my answer is. Force motherfucker, you know. I mean, that's what it. I mean, it, you're, you're exactly. already you're introducing fantasy. This is not. This is not Star Trek. This is not Gene Roddenberry and science. This is Star Wars. I mean, <laughs> I don't care about like bombs dropping in space and all this stuff and blah 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 blah. I don't have a problem with that. So that was the weird, most weird design on those bombers. I, I was trying to figure out why they thought that was a good idea. The way it was designed. I mean, the Star Fortress bomber is an old ship design. Oh it's uh, it's just the way it's built. They it wasn't really made for for tight maneuverability. Well, apparently this, they don't can't stay upright either, and they just keep falling on each other. I didn't get it. This is going to sound blasphemous, but it reminds like I'm Catholic, so I go to church on Sundays, and when the really old ladies are at the front of the line for communion, and they just inch up to get their fucking wafer, and everybody's <laughs> waiting and waiting, it's like, all right, can, can somebody just grab her and move her up a little bit? Those bombers are so painfully fucking slow. It just doesn't make any sense in universe why they couldn't have just moved a little bit faster, but whatever. That's amazing. You you managed to bring Catholicism into the Star Wars universe. Good job. I mean, to be fair, though, like if you look at actual bombing planes in aviation, they do move slower and they always have an escort of some other more nimble fighters around them because they have to be precise to drop those bombs. I want to see... Yeah, can you not have bombs, like, moving, like, super fast, too? Like... Yeah. I want to see like the... you don't want them knocking into each other. I want to see the Greg Alenti cut of this movie where the bombers... <laughs> where the bombers have purple hair. Oh, that's... God. That's what I want to see. <laughs> you just, know, if there would have been backstory, at least one sentence on who built those bombers and why. I just, yeah, I would, I would, I would see, I would see like, I would see bombers with purple hair, walkers, and tennis balls, like just flying very slowly as they approach the dreadnought, which is the shape of a giant wafer. Anyway, um, I thought it was a metal butthole myself, but to each his own. A metal butthole. All right. Yes, the the, 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 the the class factor went up on our show ten points. <laughs> Hard to go down. <laughs> That's what I'm going to title the episode: Metal Butthole. Um, <laughs> I didn't know this was a Transformers episode, but okay. Yeah. Oh man, no, it's actually it sounds like a metal band, Metal Butthole. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? 
We've gone on about an hour and a half. I, we've gotten nowhere. We've just, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. This kind of stuff is making. I like a week ago. I liked Force Awakens more than Last Jedi. But how topical it is to talk about Last Jedi is, is starting to sway me to like it more. Oh, you God. should like it more, Jake. Bring it to number one. <laughs> is that where you're uh-huh. at, Jesse? Yeah, it's my number. It's my number one right now. It's your favorite. Wow. It's my wow. favorite. Wow. I love when they. I love when they flip shit around. And this is like one of the yeah. one of the movies, probably in the last like couple years, that I've been like completely surprised. Like the entire time I was watching it, I've got to say um, that like as far as I think it, it's if I watch it one more time, I might put this above The Force Awakens. Yeah, do it. Because yeah, I'm, I'm I can say I already do. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is my fourth favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. So. See how many have there been? Hmm. This is my eighth favorite, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're you're on the foe side, Maria. We're not shocked. <laughs> what's your What's your least favorite? Is it this one, or is Rogue One in there? I love Rogue One. I just watched it again today. Uh, I don't know why. I just like it. I think it's a you know. I mean, it's depressing. It's, you know, there's you know they're all going to die, but I just like the you know the forces with me that um, the guy you know the Rain Man guy that says that over and over. The Rain Man guy that says that over and over again. Wow. Yeah. We, oh boy. Uh, I, I, I just want to apologize. Definitely with me. I just want just want to apologize to all of our autistic listeners out there. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going there, but thank you for apologizing. That was. Nice. <laughs> oh. I uh, yeah, I, I love Rogue One. I don't know why. I I just uh, I enjoyed the action, and I really. I like that one. I don't know. This one here, just the, the Luke stuff got me, so I'm sorry. So wait, like what was your least favorite, though? I don't know. My least favorite? Any of the prequels. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know what I kept, you know what I kept saying to myself after I got out of Rogue One? I kept saying, not my base, Malvis. <laughs> I even had Marable, I had Marable make me a t-shirt. Not my base, Malvis. Well... I just, I can't stand Anakin as a kid, and I didn't like him when he was older either. Is that truly Temple? Oh, I'm just going to come out here and have a pod race. Oh, really? Shut up. You know. I love pod race. I love Phantom Menace, though. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, not going to go there. Uh, yeah, Reve- Revenge of the Sith was my third favorite uh, Star Wars movie. Really? I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Seeing uh, Anakin's turn and, like, him murdering the kids and Order 66, it, it was amazing to me. You're a dark person, aren't you, as far as, like, the kind of things you like? <laughs> you want to see the a little, you kill? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Well, well, nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't have minded if Anakin showed up and murdered Broomboy at the end of this movie. <laughs> no. So, Greg, do you like the movie more after talking to us about it? No, I'm still angry. Yeah. But I'm really happy for the people that like it. I don't want to be like one of those butthurt fanboys that shits on people who like it. I totally, I, I love that people like it. It just, it's crushingly disappointing for me. Whose dog was that? That was my dog. Sorry. <laughs> and I agree with him. That's, that's exactly what I feel. I don't want to, I don't want to make you guys feel mad or anything. It's just, it didn't do it for me. So, I mean, I like a lot of it. Yeah, same. Whatever. Same. There was parts of this movie I, I really liked, but 
there was just so many things that bothered me, especially to the loop thing and his death. It just really yeah. turned me off. I hate each and every one of you that hated this movie on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you, Brian. Actually, they're 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 kind of hypocritical. <laughs> Greg doesn't want to make anyone mad. He just wants to post pictures with his "Not My Luke Skywalker." <laughs> yeah, but that was the. Well, I'm trying to drum up business for Eric Marable. Come on. All right. Good, good save. Thank you. <laughs> All right. This has been Friends versus Foes. We've accomplished nothing. Um, so, no. Friends, I, friends won. No, I just wanted, uh, I wanted, uh, I wanted our listeners to be able to, you know, hear viewpoints from some people that didn't enjoy the film because I, you know, some of them were kind of pissing and moaning that, you know, that ours was just basically a circle jerk of this movie. And like, I never, Jake, we didn't plan for it to be like that. You had no idea what I thought of this movie. I had no idea what you thought. And I had no idea no. what Dan and Matt thought. So it just happened to be that us four really enjoyed the movie when we reviewed it. So I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, have people on here. And, and I get it, man. I get it. The, I, I, the one thing I do understand is the, the Luke stuff. Like, People on people not being happy with the portrayal of Luke. Um, I had a, it. It fucked with me the first time I saw Luke holding the lightsaber at Kylo Ren. It fucked with me, but it, that's the story I got, and and I accept it. I'm not one of. The, let me ask you this question. We're, we'll end it on this. I'm going to ask Greg, Maria, and Jamal this petition that's going around. I'm going to start with I'm going to start with Maria. This petition that's going around to strike. The um, to strike this movie down a, 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 and not make it canon anymore would It'll make it more powerful than it could ever imagine. Yeah, would you <laughs> would you have this movie stricken from the canon if you could? No, no, no. no. Okay, I was unhappy with the way it went, but no. I, I would never. You know, that's that's really Ye- taking it pretty far. Yeah, that's a bridge. That's a bridge too far for me. Okay, like, Craig's right. gonna say yes. Yes, Craig's no, gonna say yes. I, I have to say, I think the energy is not focused in the right place. I think people should, if, if you really hated this movie, you should focus on getting Ryan Johnson off the trilogy and not try to get this stricken from the canon. So I did sign the petition to get him off of the new trilogy. Uh, I did not sign the one to strike this from canon. And, um, you know, I, in the odd event that Ryan Johnson is listening to this, go fuck yourself. You don't deserve to sniff J.J. Abrams' crotch, and I hope you never come near a Star Wars movie again. You fucking jerk. Go fuck yourself. I personally am going to start another petition to have Ryan Johnson start a second trilogy. Um, Jake, would you sign? I want him to start another trilogy. I, don't I got, think I got you know your back, Ryan. The first one, is he? I mean, it could be anything. It could be anything. It's going to be yeah. two concurrent trilogies. As long as he doesn't screw with my old people, I'm good. He's if done. I get my Snoke trilogy, I'm fine. Here's what here's Smoke one question trilogy. though. So so Disney, right? They they don't seek out to make a movie that's divisive. I know they're going to make a ton of money, but that's not Disney doesn't say, "You know what? Let's just split the fan base." Do you think that there are any cold feet right now about Ryan Johnson's trilogy? Uh, if I think the, there's a lot of them. <sighs> the, uh I Honestly, I think that the answer there is if Ryan Johnson directs all three of these films, Greg. He's he's guaranteed to direct the first movie. For some reason, if we find it's really up to him, though. It, like from what we've been told, is that it's up to Ryan Johnson if he wants to direct direct the second and third movie. Now, I feel like maybe going forward, if there's another director on the project after Ryan, that it might be that 
that Disney has a problem with him, especially if the first movie in that trilogy doesn't perform the way they want it to. Um, I agree with that. It's going to be money talks, bullshit walks, I think. It, right, it'll right. Just, we'll have to wait and see how that performs. We'll have to, to wait. Yeah. I don't think this alone is going to affect Disney's decisions just yet. No. Well, I'll tell you, I'll be interested. If this movie doesn't outgross Rogue One, which is maybe not probable, but it is possible looking at some of the latest projections, I think there's a possibility Disney might slowly, quietly kind of just migrate away from Ryan Johnson, but we'll see. Disney could also just say, hey, no more Star Wars movies over two hours so we can cycle them one more time a day. Yeah, I'd be okay with that, too. Because that's why it's making more money than or not making as much money as Force Awakens and Rogue One. I mean, it honestly is a big reason. You add up all those one showings, you know, all over the world that can't be played each day, and that's a lot of money. That's true. And they all are bad money. And yeah. it's not like the Titanic days anymore, or the first uh, 3D Avatar movie where the movie's in the theater for four months straight. Think about the mandate, too, that they put out. you got to understand that, like, probably some mom-and-pop theaters didn't put The Last yeah. Jedi in their theater, right? Right. Yeah. Sad, really. It is sad. It is I mean, sad. They're struggling enough already. <laughs> Just uh, that shit's going to get worse, guys. With Disney owning Fox now, they got more power, and that shit's going to get worse. Don't even get me started with that. Mm-hmm. So, but so we're going to get a Snoke in Apocalypse uh, buddy cop movie. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, That's geez. what happened. No, <laughs> I want I want the I want the Snoke and um, uh, what's Anthology. his name? Steppenwolf. <laughs> The Snoke and Steppenwolf buddy cop movie. <laughs> so it's a new RoboCop. They put him back together, but he's not right. Because he doesn't have a middle. You know, he doesn't have any guts anymore. So, you know, I mean, this could go in all kinds of places. Kevin Hart could be the sidekick. Oh, my God. I like where your head's at. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad pitch. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Harmon, are you still with us, my man? I am still with you. All right, I didn't know if you were checking out your Rose Tico poster that you got up in your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how many uh, channels I had to go through to get it, but I want to thank I want to thank I want to thank Jacob Harmon for joining us again. Uh, I want to thank Greg Alenti. I want to thank Maria. I want to thank Jamal, and I want to thank Jesse. Uh, if you have a podcast, plug it now. All right. I have one. All right. Jesse has a podcast. I, have, I, got one, I got one. I got one. Shut up. I got one. <laughs> um, it's called A Couple of Nerds, um, and you can uh, check us out. We've got about 20 episodes, so you All can right. hear uh, me and Ron fight about lots of different things. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Listen to uh, a dysfunctional couple. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it gets real awkward at times. It's great. It's real fun. A lot this of was fun. actually this was actually my first podcast. So thank you for breaking my virginity. Ooh. Really, wow. this is your I'm first glad podcast? I could be my a part of that too. But I didn't. That's awesome. Yeah, Brian, I'm really glad we did this. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, you're right. A lot of people had issues with our last Star Wars episode. Um, evening. Oh yeah, yeah. So hopefully this kind of thing pleases some of those some of those types out there. You know, we can't help what we like. Yep. So we we just deliver what we think. Yeah. 
Man, it's crazy that we had to catch Jamal podcasting with a shirt off. That was the weirdest thing. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a sight to behold, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they call leaning in. <laughs> oh, man, I'm wiping away the wet glove right now, my man. Oh, um, my <laughs> all right yeah and just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening we will see you in 2018 yes that is right we are not coming back until the new year we'll be back the weekend of the fifth through the seventh somewhere around there so yeah handing out some tuppies exactly so all right we will see you in uh 2018 later Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a walk brand, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean, erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. Uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. I've already been done before, so we should Separate the wheat from the shaft And the shaft The crap, even though we're the shit We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean it, race it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over, counterculture push over Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. And the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.